recording. This is technically pre-show, and it will be on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Start streaming. And, uh... How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? I love scotch. Mm-mm-mm. Here it goes down to my belly. Ready? Yes, sir. Let's do this. And we're live here on Facebook. Like to welcome those listening in podcast land, and also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Got through the uh, like the the case of the sniffles that I had last week. Um, yep, that I had last week. So uh, yeah, yeah, doing good. Good. Got an unexpected email that we'll kind of talk about a little bit on the show. Well, you're um, already getting into that. We should. I guess, I'm just saying that. We, on a, it's just an unexpected email. Yeah. We'll kind of talk through yeah. uh, during that, the show. That is a key topic of the show. I don't know how much you want to get into it, so we're, we won't. I'll let you, because you have to reveal it and you have to kind of talk about it. But I, have you yeah. made it public to other people? Do other people know? No, not really. Oh. Not really. Oh. That's okay. So if your family watches know. this, are they finding out via the, this? This in the odd event that they watch it, yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, you forgot one one other. Did you say hi to the uh, YouTubers? Not yeah. Hello uh, to all the folks listening out in YouTube and uh, or listening or watching us at a later date here on Facebook. So Mike, yeah. how was your week? You know, it was it was a busy week at work, uh, but mm-hmm. it wasn't crazy. Um, it was good, uh, but other than that, no, it was it was fine. Uh, we had a good week. We uh, we had, I mean, mom and dad were here Monday, Tuesday, and then my mother in law came Tuesday night. Grace Grace's daycare shut down Sunday, Monday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so they had five full days between kids being in the room. Uh, they've been having some really bad RSV going around, and so um, gotcha. they they're trying to they tried to they clean the, they did a heavy cleaning on the room, uh, hoping that all the kids that because the symptoms start to show up after five days that's the average, anywhere from three days to eight days is roughly. By the way, this is edu- this is just from everything I've understood. This has nothing to do with any medical advice want you to know that right now i am not a medical expert in any way shape or form we don't want you to like don't listen to what i'm saying i'm saying it from what i why what they told me and it is has nothing to do with any actual medical advice that we are giving got to put that out there because we are not yeah yeah okay um but it so the average takes about five days and so they're hoping that any kids that had gotten it and hadn't shown symptoms yet would show symptoms by uh by thursday and then uh they could clean out the room heavy duty clean out the room and do that uh make sure all the adults that might have it uh end up figuring out if they have any symptoms and then being done and then hopefully uh keep everybody safe great great uh great time uh the baby didn't end up getting it and it's been fine so we're good to go that on that side, um, and then we've just been, you know, 
uh, trying to recover because you know even though it's kind it's not really hosting it's it feels less and less like hosting as my parents get used to the area a little bit more and, and all that stuff uh, and her folks are used to the area um, it, it still is hosting and so it takes a toll out of both of us mm. but we're mostly recovered we have a nothing day so I might end up doing some uh, yard work yeah that that's what that's what I'll be doing after this afternoon is uh, we're hoping out we're hoping no not raking um we'll be going out to coal valley to uh cut down the hostas and the lilies and uh get everything get oh. get the garden winterized they get actually, the garden winterized so uh rich we might be cutting out all of our garden really yeah huh okay we might uh we might I, I want to, we might let the hostas come up next year, and then immediately upon them coming up, we're going to transplant them to the front, and mm. then everything else we're going to kill off, because hopefully we'll start a garden, because we don't have a dog that's going to dig it up. Gotcha. So, anyway. All right, Mike. So, so what are we going to be talking about this week? This week, we got a, we got a big show for you. Uh, we're going to be in the NASCAR corner, as always. Uh, and uh, everything that goes along with that. Plus, um, we have a mass Singer recap. Those yes, are my two do. my two head to- headline topics because I figure I'll leave you the because uh, your your big email is part of one of the other ma- yeah, major I, headline topics. Yeah, and I guess uh, we got to talk the NFL. Uh, see how our picks did last week and give you our picks for this week as well as kind of talk, talk a little bit about, about baseball with the way the playoffs were structured this year a lot has happened in between shows yeah yeah so we got a lot to talk about on that end but mike all that and more but what do we got to do first uh yeah you didn't even tease which one of these uh which one of the topics your email has to do with uh, do you want uh, to or do you not want to we'll, do we'll that? find out okay we'll, we'll all find out okay uh, but first, let's roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, we're back. Okay. Um, before we get into anything, we got to talk our poll question. This week's poll question, uh, we're doing our music stadium songs you hear when you do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I actually voted in the poll. I thought you did. But uh, this I, week, uh, this week's songs were uh, Get Ready for This, Let's Get It Started, and Start Me uh, I did vote. I did vote. Okay. So, so Which, who did you vote? What what song did you vote for, Mike? I voted for Start Me Up. That's what I voted for, too. I mean, just getting... I, I don't know why that, that song sticks with me. I, I like it as a standalone song, not necessarily to hear it at a stadium, but also yeah. I could have swore whenever you saw Johnny Lester on the mound for the Cubs, that was the song that was playing. Yeah. While he was warming up and the Cubs were taking the like the infield practice yeah. pregame. That was his that was his song that was his uh 
get I, out to the field song. I truly love uh, "Let's Get It Started." That that uh, I, that's one of those songs that I love, and it's always on my my mix and getting things ready. But man, that uh, start me off. You can't. That's a great song. Um, so with one vote, Sean Hurley uh, voted for "Let's Get It Started." With one vote, Mark Hendricks voted for Get Ready For This. And with three votes, you, me, and Rodney Mueller uh, voting for Start Me Up. That'll move on to the next round whenever we get to there. I know. We don't have so a – this, this week, one is – this is like don't. a totally – we don't have actual – any plan for it. It's just going. Yeah, we're just going to keep it going as long as we can. Um, this week, uh, we're going to bring out three, another three songs, and we're going to go with Bang on the Drum All Day, Unbelievable, and Blitzkrieg Bop. Man, you got, this one has two, I don't know Unbelievable. Oh, is that the, you're so unbelievable. You're unbelievable. Oh. Okay. These are three good songs. Uh, <laughs> two of them really, it makes it slightly hard for me. Uh, but one of them seems like it should only ever be played at a day game at Wrigley on Friday. Like that's the only acceptable time for me that 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 song should be on there because it's your it's that I'm done with work or I'm skipping work and I I don't wanna work I just wanna bang on your drum all day. All right, so I'll get that up once we get off of the air. And I'll put um I'll put links to YouTube videos just in case you know yeah. the songs but you don't because you probably know these songs but yeah. you don't know the title of the song. Yeah. I know all you of these. Yeah. Know the title. Now now that I got the unbelievable, I know all three of these, and these are great songs. Yeah, great song. Okay, Rich, do you see what's coming up ahead? I do, Mike. Is it a left turn? It is, and after that, it's another left turn, Mike. Why is that? Rich? In, yeah, because we're gonna go into the NASCAR corner. Presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Uh, check them out if you're local. They're out in Moline over on Fifth Avenue. Or if uh, if you're not local or you um, or you're not sure where on Fifth Avenue they're at, um, they you can find them on eBay. Triple yep. I Sports Cards Incorporated. And their Facebook uh, their Facebook link is on our uh, is on our show notes. So if you're looking, oh, if, awesome. Yeah, you can always find out where on Fifth Avenue they are. Uh, they're right there in the show notes. So. Um, oh, yeah, sports cards and sports memorabilia. Yeah. All okay. right, Mike. So we were down in Miami for the Dixie Vodka 400. Rich, you had a rough week this week. I did. It was bad. I don't think I've ever – I think I've gotten drivers one and two before, but I've never gotten drive the last two drivers in the field yeah. correctly picked. And it happened this week as my playoff driver of Chase Bisco finished dead last. My non-playoff driver, Chase Bisco, finished right behind him, but in the wrong way as he finished 35th. Uh, Mike, how did your driver do? Your, your non-playoff was Tyler Reddick. You said Chase Bisco. Oh, Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tyler That's fine. I, I just want the fans to know. Um, you know what? I did all right. Chase Elliott you finished did. 14th. That means that... At least Chase Elliott beat Chase Briscoe. That's right. But because Chase, the only person to beat Chase Briscoe was Tyler Reddick, that means anybody else I picked is going to beat you. So oh, yeah. I get at least two points this week, Rich. But 
I also picked Kyle Larson, who is your race winner, which means I get three points. Those three you points three bring points me to 28, which means <laughs> I am ahead of you 28 to 20 with two races left. You are officially eliminated from the season. Now, you can, win the, you can win the playoffs, but you cannot win the season. So That is right, because I total, currently hold a 12 to 7 advantage. Yeah, just considering the results of the playoff races. I have to, I have to sweep, and have my driver win at least one of the races just to tie you. All right. Yep. And uh, speaking of playoff standings, uh, currently going into Martinsville, above the cut line is Joey Lugano, who has an automatic, uh, an automatic uh, entry into the championship four because of his victory. Um, in Vegas. Uh, currently above the cut line is Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, and William Byron. Below the cut line is Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, and Chase Bisco. And with Bell and Bisco, with how far they are below the cut line, with negative 44 and negative 33, they need to win in Martinsville if they're going to move on. Yeah, yeah. And I think but, and I think that Hamlin or Blaney could still make it in on points alone, depending on how they do in within the individual stages, or if one of the guys above the cut line has a rough has a rough day. Or they could just win. Yeah, or they just win the race. Just win the race. Anybody winning the race, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, Rich, we are. Uh, do you want to do the fantasy update now, or do you want to do that after we give you our after we give the picks? Let's go ahead and give the picks first. Okay, so uh, Rich, because I won both, I get picks on both. Uh, my pick for um, my pick for playoff driver is going to be Denny Hamlin. This is a I, tricky I like, track. I, I, I like the pick. He's great at Martinsville. It's a tricky track, and and Denny seems to know it quite well. So, and who do you like on the non-playoff side, Mike? I'm going to pick Martin Truex Jr. I like that pick as well. Truex is the only person in my fantasy lineup that's not a playoff driver, actually. Nice. So for mine, um, I'm going to go with my wife's favorite driver, Ross Chastain. He's above the cut line. He did pretty well there in the spring race. Uh, the only tricky thing is is being that he seems to be on a lot of people's bad side. Yeah. And this is a track where it's easy to wreck somebody without it looking on purpose like you wrecked them being a short track yeah this is one of those places where we'll have people wreck people on purpose and nascar won't care yeah but i mean that could happen to anybody though but it seems like on the playoff side a lot of people are giving him props for being a great driver and they're enjoying racing against him instead of it seeing he I can't believe that guy wrecked me out or caused me to wreck bad again this uh, second time this week. Um, on the non-playoff side, I'm going to go with AJ Allmendinger. He seems to be on a run of getting good top ten finishes at these at the track at the races that he's uh, raced in for college. Yeah. So I'll go with AJ Allmendinger. Okay. Um, so to give a standing on our fantasy, Rich, you are. 700 points ahead of the next person behind you with 6,249 points ahead and that you are ahead of easers 
with who has fifty five hundred eighty two points, followed yep, by Funkhouse with just two points behind him at fifty five eighty. Mike, and in fourth place is the Dupo with fifty four ninety four, and Mike, you're bringing up the rear with forty eight fifty three. Yeah. Just looking at the playoff races, Mike, the standings, well, they're they're not much closer. As I lead the playoff races with fifteen oh one, the Funkhouse is in second with thirteen eighty seven, the Easers are in third with thirteen fifty five, Dupo's in fourth with twelve seventeen. And Mike, you're bringing up the rear just looking at the playoff races as you only have 10.76. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Okay. Is there anything else, Rich? Not really. So uh, that was... This has been the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Check them out in Moline, Illinois on 5th Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs or at their eBay Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Let's head from the Martinsville to the NFL. As we move on to the gridiron, last week uh, we had our locks of the week. Rich, you picked the Bucks over the Panthers. That lock came through. Oh, no, the Panthers... The Panthers beat up. The Panthers pulled an upset, twenty-one to three. And I thought, I mean, that not only was the lock. I mean, I thought, I mean, I had the deadbolt, I had the chain on the door. Yeah. Everything. I, no way that was going to happen. And the Panthers, the Panthers showed up, and Tom Brady. I didn't watch the game, so I, I really don't know. Yeah. What all the say? What all happened in the game? But. Who would have thought that would have happened with with them trading their best player, firing their coach, and just looking like they're ready just to phone it in the rest of the year and take their losses? Yeah, Uh, which uh, should have which which put them at the same amount of wins as the Bears had uh, at the moment when they finished that game. Yeah, so uh, that drops my record to 4-2-1 for the locks of the week. Mike, your lock of the week was the Raiders over the Texans. You got that one correct as the Raiders won 38-20, um, and you have a 4-3 and three record. Mike, how did the upsets do? Four upsets. You picked the Seahawks over the Chargers. The Seahawks won, bringing your record to 4-3 and three on the year. I picked the Browns over the Ravens. The Ravens won leaving them at two and five yep you're two and five uh the scores were 37 24 seahawks and 23 to 20 ravens yep. now mike we forgot to make our pick for the bears game oh but we both air we we had already talked about it okay you and i had talked about it pregame and we had both made a prediction we both said they're gonna lose this game yep yep and and that's where i that's where i I went off of what we've said. We're what we said was was going to happen. Oh, I stand by. I stand by the preseason. Off our preseason picks. I don't remember us talking about it in the pre-show either. I said Um, they should have lost. Yeah, but they didn't. They somehow won thirty-three to fourteen over the Patriots. So the Bears are three and four. I'm four and three picking the Bears. You're five and two picking the Bears. 
Yeah. It kind of almost comes down to the old adage, when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. That's 100% true, yeah. Um, finally, we had Thursday night football, the Ravens versus the Buccaneers. Rich, you picked the Ravens. I picked the Bucks. The Ravens take the win. I think you just picked the Ravens because you didn't want to copy me so you could hopefully get that extra win. I think you thought the Ravens had a chance. But I thought you. I think you also took it just to be contrarian because you didn't. Because the only way a for you to bit. catch me is to pick opposite me. A little bit, but I, I. I thought the Ravens had a good good chance to win that win that game, and uh, so I stuck with it. I didn't switch the pick preseason and uh, before the show, uh, before the game aired, and. Well, yeah. I mean, the Bucks are struggling right now for yep. whatever reason. So. But they're but they still play in a divi- in a weak division. So I think if they can get it straightened out, I think they still got a good chance to make the playoffs. And if you can make the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about it a little bit when we get into our power rankings about how that how that looks. Uh, Rich, you are four and four on Thursday night football. I am five and three. Um, still disappointed that I picked the wrong team. And that I think that the Bucks should have been a better team and should be a better team. But, um, man. Okay, this week we are heading into week eight. Uh, locks of the week being an even week, I get to pick first. I am picking the Vikings over the Cardinals. As I think the Vikings are, are looking good and they're hopefully going to start figuring things out this year. All right. I don't know if I completely like that as a lock, and we'll get to why later. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Bills over the Packers. The Packers just sort of look kind of lost right now. I mean, their losses don't look as bad um, because of how well some of their recent losses are playing with the Jets and the, the Jets and the Giants pulling off upsets over them recently. But, I mean, the Bills are the Bills are a great team. Yeah. great team this year and i don't with the game being in buffalo uh, on a sunday night i don't i don't see i don't see this working out well for him no for, I, for aa run i totally i can i see that being a thing and i thought about actually picking that but in all the years you and i have been following football and especially because we follow the bears I will I will admit we follow the Bears nearly religiously. Which means we have to follow the Packers pseudo religiously, sacrilegiously almost, if you mm. will. Um in all those years and and both of our fandom goes back before Aaron Rodgers was there. But in the Aaron Rodgers era, when have you ever felt comfortable counting out an Aaron Rodgers led uh, Packers I think this is the year to do it I mean he doesn't he has nobody of, you're right he has nobody doesn't have anybody he has nobody he doesn't have anybody and even if he had people even if Devontae Adams was with the team or they actually used their first round pick on a wide receiver I I'm almost starting to think that maybe that wouldn't make the difference as I think almost it's almost looking to me like maybe the Packers are maybe starting to rethink their choice in why, why not? Why didn't we trade him? Yeah. Why didn't we trade him this off season? Get and something I, for him. And I get that. I totally get that. But 
I still can't count him out. So that's and, and why that's I fair can't... too, because we've seen it so many times where on paper the Bears look like the better team, and then Aaron Rodgers comes in the town and beats the Packers, beats the Bears, just like he always does. Yeah, and and I did I did mention. I did mention it at the beginning of the year, and and you can go back and look at our archive shows, if you so choose. Um, but Rich, I believe it was the week that my dad was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying the Packers, uh, the Packers aren't going to be good. Don't don't count don't count on them for anything. And I said, and I still stand by this. I said, this is going to be. A relax year. They're going to have a terrible start. But Aaron Rodgers is going to say something like relax. Or he's going to he's gonna come out and say, say something to the crowd, to the fans, to the team. And all of a sudden, we're going to start talking about that was the turning point yet again. I said it at the beginning of the year. We're still waiting for that turnaround, that that turnaround point to come. But we're, we're waiting on him to make a time. statement. We're waiting on him to make his statement, and the only statement he's really made close to that is, "Hiawaska is for lovers." Well, no, he's also taught. He's also called out his teammates and said there needs to be more accountability. Yep. Uh, more accountability to where maybe if people aren't executing, maybe it's time to reduce their playing time. And I think I think he needs to go from that and turn it into a the zen uh the zen version of uh aaron Rodgers and see let him make that statement so okay um let's go with our upset specials uh rich i think the commanders over the colts is a solid upset special i i think it is too I mean, the colts are the colts are struggling they've benched matt ryan you due to injuries and also do uh and bypass nick Foles as a starting quarterback option as well, so they'll well, be going with the third-string quarterback. The other side of that is them benching Matt Ryan, and we likely have not will will have seen the last of Matt Ryan, by the way, in a Colts uniform. Benching them now, benching him now, and not playing him saves them something like twenty million dollars in the long run. Yes, because if he gets re-injured, there's a there's a clause in his contract about having injury protection about being cut yeah. due to an injury yeah so yeah and they and, and if anything they get to see if the preseason a guy that they liked in the preseason that did well in the preseason sam ellinger how he can do in the regular season to evaluate him to see all right is he a long-term could he be a starting quarterback option for us to where we don't have to reach or trade out trade up for a draft pick or go get another rental quarterback yep or if all right, or could he be a good backup quarterback? So yeah. I can I can understand going with Sam over Nick Foles because Nick Foles also doesn't have like a long term future with your club either. Yep, yep, I totally so, agree. Yeah, for my upset of the week, I'm going to go with the Cardinals over the Vikings. Yeah, I you know what? I don't think that's a terrible upset call. Uh, the Vikings have been suspect, but they've been finding a way to win. But uh, the Bears do play the Cowboys this week, Rich. Is there much to talk about in that game? I don't think so. I'm going with Dallas. Dallas basically off of defense only. Yeah. Nope. Totally agree. 
Um, and then we have the Eagles and Texans on Thursday night football. Uh, man, I want to. I I actually am excited for this game, not because I really think it's going to be a good game, but I actually want to get a, a a visual of how good the Eagles actually are because I have I don't have a good way to watch them. Hmm. So okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well, and. Um... Just to, to circle back to the Cardinals over the Vikings, the main reason why I'm picking that upset is because the offense, the offense just looked more crisp, and the offense that we're used to seeing out of the Cardinals now that DeAndre Hopkins is back. Yeah, I totally get it. I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all. Um, I just, it's one of those things that I think there's, I think that the the Vikings are a pretty decent team. But, and, and I agree. That's just the one upset that I'm comfortable picking and that I actually think could come through. All right, Mike, power rankings. Yeah. Top 10, bottom five, and where we have the Bears. Yep. So, Mike, for me, there wasn't too much changes one through six, probably even one through seven for me. It was who rounded out the top, top 10. So, Mike, um, why don't you give us who the power rankings have one through five, and then we'll talk about how where we ranked our teams. Mine did not copy over the right way. Oops. I don't know how that happened. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my eye test on the fly then, because okay. mine is not right. Okay, uh, power oh, rankings. Oh, I guess. Okay, go that ahead, actually screws up. Rankings. That actually screws up our power rankings too. Then let's just give our eye test only, and we'll kind of circle back to what the power rankings think next week. Okay, number one, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I still have the Buffalo Bills here. Okay, number two, I have the Buffalo Bills. The Philadelphia Eagles are my number two. Um, let me... Number three for me, Mike, is the Kansas City Chiefs. I wanted to go there, but I didn't. I didn't, Rich. Okay. I went with the. Um, I went with the Minnesota Vikings. All right, the Vikings. I, I have the Vikings at number four. Okay, I, I totally get that. Um, and number four, I have. That's where I have the the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so we're not that far off. Number five, Mike, is where I have the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I actually have the Giants here. All right. Well, we're not that far off because I have the New York football Giants at number six. Uh, I have the Cowboys at six myself. At seven, I have the okay. Baltimore Ravens. Um, that's where I put the Ravens as well. Um, number eight, Mike, is where I put the Tennessee Titans. I put the Cincinnati Bengals here. I got the Bengals at number nine. I have the Miami Dolphins at number nine. I put the Dolphins at ten, actually. I have the Tennessee Titans at ten. Okay. So not very exciting on the on the top ten. What was a team that you may have wanted to have put into the top ten, but you just couldn't pull the trigger? The L.A. Chargers. All right, I can see the Chargers. For me, I was almost debating putting the Seattle Seahawks in at the top ten. 
they're they're winning football game they they're winning football games and doing a lot better than people thought they would because who who would have thought at the beginning of the season that they would be the division leaders in the in the in the nfc west yeah i actually i forgot that again i'm trying to do it on the on the fly i was wrong my number 10 team was not the titans my number 10 team was the jets oh okay I put the Jets at fourteen. I have the uh, I have the Titans actually at twelve. Okay. Um. All right. So, Mike, you, I, I remembered you said on air that win or lose, you were going to move the Forty ers up in your rankings. They're up to thirteen. Where, where, okay, I have them at twelve. I don't remember where you had them last week, uh, to be honest. So I don't I, remember. Remember either. So, um, bottom five, Mike. Bottom five. Uh, we'll start at the bottom. I have the Houston Texans. That's where I put the Texans as well. And then I have the Detroit Lions. Um, I actually put the Carolina Panthers here. They had a good win okay. against the Buccaneers. Um, so they moved out of they moved out of thirty. They moved. So I moved them up a slot for me. Okay. Um. And then I have the Chicago Bears at 30th. All right. 30 is where I put the Lions. Um, 29 is where I have the Panthers. Uh, 29 is where I have the Bears. And rounding out the bottom of the barrel, the Denver Broncos. I put the New Orleans Saints here. I so And I wanted to have this debate because I actually have okay. the Saints at 27. I have them one spot ahead. And, and this is why. Going into the season, what did we expect out of the New Orleans Saints by way of quarterback play and anything going on there? Maybe a wild card spot. Oh, no, we thought it. they were garbage. Beginning of the season, I think we – I'm pretty sure we said they were pretty garbage. I don't remember. But uh, them being – what's that? You you have something, I do. Okay, um, we both put them as a wild card. Wow, that's that was bad. Um, <laughs> we it, both thought they would at least make a wild card. So, but we both but continue. But we both knew that their quarterback, their their quarterback spot was the biggest question of that team. Period. Yeah, it could. Jameis Winston could provide good days where he's a. He's basically a boom or bust quarterback. Right. And their depth chart isn't much better. No, is it, Andy Dalton's on the tail end of his career to where at this stage of the career he should be a backup quarterback, and, not a starting quarterback. And Taysom Hill's never going to get the full opportunity because the way they they set that contract, there's they actually lose by letting him win. Uh, so there was no way. So their quarterback was so in question. Now, the, the Denver Broncos went out and got someone we all thought was one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. At least a top five quarterback. And he looks like hot garbage. He does. And I, and I have the Broncos at 27. And they, they are and – yeah, and I, and I knew that. But the thing is is that I think the, the, the Cowboys – or I think that the, the, that the Saints being – being they're struggling more 
but they're struggling in a way that in a because of a position that we knew that they'd be struggling for. Whereas this the the Broncos we thought were going to tear it up this year and because of our expectations and because of who they have on their team I can't I I have to put them below the Saints. All right, and that's fair. I I was thinking of that was one where I was debating too. The only thing I can think of is that I guess I kind of liked that the Saints have beaten the Falcons and the Seahawks, where the Broncos, I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I was okay. going with what I've seen lately. But, but granted, the Broncos aren't playing much better than the Saints. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go not, with them. I'm, I'm not mad at the way you, did, you came to those realizations. I just, I wanted to have that conversation. And that's fair, and I like that. So um, I, I know you were kind of doing yours on the fly, so I understand if you don't have a firm number for them. But where did you put the Packers since they've uh, lost some games that we were expecting them to win recently? I, I put them at 20th. I have them at 17. And and here's the thing. I, I totally get your, your why you pick where you did it. And I totally expect them to end the season a lot higher than they are right now. Oh, I, I do as well. But I can't put them there yet. Um, and I have them behind teams that I think are worse teams but are performing better than they should be, including the Atlanta Falcons, including the, the Cardinals, and including the Patriots. I think all three of those teams are worse teams. The Cardinals might be the lone exception, but I think overall they are worse teams. They just don't they, – they're performing better than we expected them to. So, okay. Gotcha. Um, Rich, anybody mm-hmm. in the bottom – in the bottom, we'll say 10, between, between the bottom – in the bottom – uh, six through through t- bottom 12 or the bottom 10 so we're going 20 and below yeah 20 and below okay. 20 to 27 roughly sure that you are surprised they're there or you think could I let's go with could improve greatly in the next few weeks um I don't know if it'll be in the next few weeks, but I think they, they could improve once they get probably the most controversial player back. And it's probably going to be the Browns. Yeah, uh, that was Sean my Watson thought as well. Back. That was one of my thoughts as well. Uh, I was going to say the Commanders. Their wins are, they have one amazing win and two solid wins. For me, I don't know if the command. I think the commanders could rise, go up a little further, and get out of the bottom twenty. For me, but they're they're playing in a tougher division than everybody thought it would be. You so it's t- it's how those divisions, that's yeah. how those divisional matchups and rich I am, play out. I am actually going to call this out. I am I am going to say today. You were right, and I was wrong about the NFC East. 
they are not the NFC least this year. And in fact, they could be the NFC beasts this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think another team that could maybe, if they do, if they can get things back under control, would be the Vegas Raiders. A lot of people thought that they would do better, too. I actually don't. I think they're going to be a garbage team. I don't see much in the way of improvement for them. Uh, John Gruden was building a specific team and wanted it to built in his way, and he wasn't quite done yet. He got outed. Now the team's trying to scramble and make it work in a way that Dan Campbell? Josh McDaniels. Jo- Josh McDaniels. That's right. Josh McDaniels wants. Those are two completely different teams. Yeah. It's going to be. Me- and, and and I hope. I don't know. what I haven't looked at his contract. But I hope his contract is at least a 10-year contract. Because if it's not. That's not good for him. Yeah, for me, I guess, I guess, I, I would have liked to have seen them give Rich Bisacci yeah, a, another chance to get to um, to coach that team. No, I, I totally get it, and and I think I, that's I was not surprised terrible. when they went in another direction and went out and got Josh McDaniels. I think that's a valid point, but um, I also think you gotta. Yeah, I just I have a hard time with the way that they're going about it. Um, I think that the uh, the I think they are I think they are a terrible team, and I think if he doesn't have at least an eight year contract and doesn't get at least seven of those years to make the team what he wants it to be, they did him a disservice, and he should have never signed that contract. Because look at how much. I'm going to say it. Look how much dismantling John Gruden did. Yep. Now, it was a lot. If he would have been able to put his team in place all the way, get it to where he wants it, do I think they could have been a great team? Yes, I do. But we've already got John Gruden's been canceled in the NFL, not allowed to do any. And I think the emails he wrote were deplorable. I think the words he used and the way he described people is terrible. And I think he deserves to be punished for it. But that doesn't change the fact that because he's no longer in the NFL and he's no longer part of the Los Angeles Raiders, he's not getting to make the team what he wants it to be. So right now they're playing under a guy who doesn't doesn't have the team he wants. That team is screwed for a few more years. Yeah, there, there could be a little bit of uh, rebuilding there. I was, I was trying while you were while you were talking. Uh, I was trying to find his contract terms and can't find an article that clearly spells it out. Yeah. On um, what what the contract terms are. So, but yeah, I I don't I don't know if it's like any like a ten year deal or an eight year deal like Josh McDan like uh, Dan Campbell got Dan Campbell or Kyle Shanahan got when he when they took over their teams, but. Yeah. Sent with the Patriots executive, with it being kind of like a tandem hire of uh, them also bringing in a Patriots executive. I'm sure it's not going to be a, they're not going to be expecting results within two or three years. So he's going to have time to rebuild before the uh, before the seat starts warming up. 
Yeah, I, I think that's probably going to be accurate. Okay, let's... Uh, so we had a couple of trades yeah. come through for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, James Robinson went from the Jags to the Jets after they lost rookie Bryce, Bryce Hall uh, to an ACL injury last week. And uh, the Bears traded away probably the one tradable player, Robert Quinn, yeah. to the Eagles. Are, that, are you that makes our defense worse. Bears? But was the defense doing – was Robert Quinn having the type of breakthrough season to where he was a difference maker on defense this year? He was mm, – difference maker, no. Playmaker, yes. But with a bear, with or without him, were the Bears going to go anywhere this year? No. And I and so I understand that, but I and I think they're going to get worse, and I think it's going to be worse for us. Um, is this is this the word that that everybody hates to hear, but kind of expects? Tanking. I don't know if it comes down to tanking, Mike, because, I mean, they. I almost think that they – could they have gotten a better offer for Robert Quinn if they had traded him in the offseason or during the preseason? I think they could have. But at this point, I mean, you – with the way the Bears' season is going, you kind of have to trade away any – you kind of got to trade away people that you think you can get something back for. When, are, when do we see Roquan Smith? I hope not. I think Roquan Smith is a good cornerstone of that defense. Your your question was: Are they going to do anything if they if they is are, is the team going to do any better with him on the team? Is it going to make a difference on whether or not they they end up making the playoffs this year? That's basically what your question boiled yeah. down to. Correct. Yeah, and I don't think Roquan Smith's presence on the defense makes a bigger difference on whether they make the team or either, but. But there's a big age difference between Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Roquan, Robert Quinn, um, Quinn, due to his age, wasn't somebody that you could say, yeah, look, we need to keep this around because in year three or four of the Eberfuse polls regime, we could be good again and we could you really use a player like him. Yeah. Well, Roquan Smith isn't within that window that you could sign him to more of a long-term deal and he could be a good cornerstone of that defense. Okay. I, I, I agree with you. I get it. I just have to ask the questions. I know. Okay. Anything else on the NFL, Mike? Um, I think we're good. Let's get into the MLB. Oh, wait. We didn't talk about an email yet. That means that the email has to do with the Mass Singer? You're going to be on the Mass Singer, Rich? No, no I'm oh. not going to be on the Mass okay. Singer. All right. So uh, for, for baseball, Mike, we'll get to the email. We will. Okay. So, um, World Series matchup is set as we had game one last night between the Phillies and the Astros. They've had different names on this show now. Um, the Asterixes, the Houston Baseball Club, the Astros, and a comment left by my brother, the Trastros. I love that one. <laughs> Josh, you're winning the the comment shout-out this week. I, oh, man, that was one of my favorite uh, comment shout-outs. Um, as it is uh it's crazy um rich we have a reaction to the show and the okay. title 
uh, so far from your father, who okay. does not appear to be watching. Oh, okay. So any, but he watched um, part of it at least. He jumped in and watched right. part, and then liked it, and then left. Uh, all right. So uh, the Astros swept the Yankees, and they're uh, on the ALCS four games to zero, and the Phillies took out the Padres four to one in there in the NLCS, yep. which set up a World Series matchup, which the Phillies winning game one in extra innings six to five. If, Mike you, on... if you didn't see it, Rich and I, Rich posted a question. Uh, giving me honors to pick because I think I still have honors, but I don't know. I think so. I, I gave it. I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll I'll give you the World Series if I if I get the Super Bowl. Yeah, you get the Super Bowl this year. Uh, so uh, I picked the Phillies to win, mostly because I don't want the trash trash throws to win. Hey, and that and that and that's fair. So, but you brought up. A point on one reason why I actually want the team that shall not be named to win, but I don't want any of the players to get any rings or anything, or any of the management management aside from one person. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. So, Mike, I'm sure I've asked this question before, but never. With Never. 2017. Okay, so it's 2017. Never. I will die, and on my tombstone, they're going to put, <laughs> I hate the asterisks. All right. I will never forgive them for this. Okay. We'll be in heaven, and God will say, hey, you got to forgive the Astros. And I'll be like, do I have to? I might forgive them when I get to heaven because I'll forget okay. about it. But for me, it's the sustained success that they've had past that season. If they that actually makes off, me more angry. If they had fallen off the cliff to where they had two or three seasons to where they just were horrible on the field. That makes me more then angry. See, then I could see that meme. Man, that their their cheating really did make the difference on why they were so good that year. No, but no, this but makes me more angry because of it. Success. This makes me more angry because if they are if they were good enough if they were good enough to win back then without cheating, why cheat? Hmm. You're one of your favorite players while we were growing up cheated and you don't like him as much now because of it. I've never said that. I, I've never really, said, no, I don't like Barry Bonds enough because, Whoa. because he did take it. I don't like, I, okay, then I'll, I'll do it. I'll say it. I don't like that. Barry Bonds cheated. He didn't need to. And I hope he doesn't get in the hall of fame. He had a hall of fame career before he ever got out to San Francisco. And he ruined it. And he won't get into the Hall of Fame as a as, as a normal inductee. He might get in on the Veterans Association. He might get in in other ways. But he himself will not get in as a player because of his cheating. And I think it's deserved. And that's the way I feel about this team. So, 
So, Mike, will it take, even if it's after they've probably been the biggest person that gets that gets talked about it within their cheating scandal, other than the manager and maybe the management, the upper management of that team, is Jose Altuve. So will it take Altuve? You know what? Talking about talking I... about what what went into the cheating scandal and his involvement, maybe after he leaves the Astros, once he I actually feel or bad once for he Altuve. retires. I feel bad or for once Altuve. he retires because I think I'll... him saying. I don't think yep, Altuve was che- was cheating as bad as any of the other guys, and I don't think it he deserves what he gets for being part of the cheaters. But because of the way they cheated, he's out. People yeah, hate right him. now. The, yeah, because the manager AJ Hinch is back in baseball. Yep. Really, the two people that have really been Alex Correa the most. Carlos Correa is, yeah. is back in good graces with with the uh, with Major League Baseball. Really, the two the two people that have suffered the most because of this was the the general manager John Marisnik. Yep, he hasn't been hired back, and Carlos Beltran, who was the DH of that team. Yep, he got fired. He got fired from a man before he even managed his first game for the Mets. Yep, because of this cheating scandal, and his name has not come up again on the managerial hiring cycles yeah it. and it's rough and i but i think he deserves it i actually think that a lot of these guys like i think a, i don't think aj hinch should be allowed back in baseball i i, I can't do it i just right. can't so mike yep so that's our world series picks um game two is tonight in houston you can catch games three and five will be monday through wednesday down and out in philly and game six and seven friday saturday back in houston so by the time we go back on yeah by the time we go back on the air on saturday or friday night we could either be talking about how one of us has won lunch and why or we're coming down to discuss game number seven yeah which is which could be next saturday night yep Okay. So catch all the games on Fox. Yep. On uh, on Fox. Yep. Rich, we are at 53 minutes and 35 seconds. Are you ready to share your news? Sure. So um, last week or on Tuesday, I got an interesting email from the Chicago Cubs. Wait, saying that, the Cubs emailed you? Yeah, the Cubs emailed me. Mm. I mean, and it's, it's early. The why would they call? Why would they email somebody this early in the year? Well, I guess my name got drawn for joining the season ticket list. Wow! I exactly, and so I mean, it was a generalized email from. I mean, the signature line looked legit on the email, saying that we we'd like to schedule a, a time to talk with you about season ticket purchasing options. Yep. So we, we wrote an email, gave him uh, both my wife and I's name, gave him my wife's number, said she's the numbers cruncher. She handles the budget and handles the purse strings. Yeah, we. I was going to plug her channel, but she hasn't posted in a while. She she hasn't posted in a while. But um, anywho. Amy, I miss so your videos. She, yeah, so she she took the call yesterday, and uh, they, they talked about um, – full ticket talk about the different types of plans that they offer between a full season a half season and 
kind of what the next steps are going to be and kind of that's where we're at right now we don't necessarily know um what the what the ticket prices would be where we can get tickets at um so yeah so i mean it, it was kind of exciting to to know the number finally got drawn but um there's still some more details to go Still, still some more information to find out, uh, but I think we get some more information in mid uh, mid November about what the tick, what the price plans look like, and and our window opens up for maybe becoming a season ticket holder. Apparently, in as some of, capacity. Apparently, as of right now, uh, there are ninety thousand plus people on the waiting list. And my number got drawn. And you. I got drawn. You were first on the list this year. Well, not maybe not first on the list, but my name came up as a, you, this was my opportunity to maybe become one. You get to, you get to decide whether or not you're going to be a season ticket holder. In some capacity, yes. Whether it's a full season, half season, or maybe even a, uh, a, a quarter season. Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting. We'll, there's still more information to come, say, and uh, and what we decide to do. Yeah, um, we won't discuss the all the sides on it, but I think it's something you probably should. I I personally think you should do it. Uh, if nothing more, you get to do it. You get to say you're on it right now, and you're good to go. But I also understand. Uh, I also understand that I, I'm making the decision and I have no financial stake in it as of right now. Yeah. So. And uh, as of right, I mean, and we also live three hours away from Chicago and yep. have three hours away from Chicago. So a lot of, it's not a situation of being living within an hour of uh, an hour of Chicago. And it's, uh, it's, uh, there's a little, lot more logistics that go into uh, going to a game when you live three hours away. When you live three hours away, it's uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into it as far as um, managing days off yep. and as well as money because it, it tank of gas it, it takes at least a tail, full tank of gas to get to and from uh, the Quad Cities and between the Quad Cities and Chicago. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it, um, and I think that there is it's something you're going to have to discuss with you and your wife, and you'll have to figure out. Um, what uh, what that looks like for you guys? So, uh, Rich, yep, I put an article that you might want to check out uh, on the uh, thing, on the on the on the thing. But now it's time, Rich. Congratulations! I think I'm a little upset, but I, we're not sure. Rich doesn't necessarily know when he put his name in for it, uh, so I would have to guess it would have to have been before you think you did, because I'm guessing. Uh, I know people that have been on the list longer than what your original quote date was to me. So I'm going to say you had to have been because I'm pretty sure my original put on the list date was before what you're saying your original quote date was. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, um, Rich, it is time for a spoiler alert. We will talk about the mass Singer in approximately 10 seconds time to talk about it we are going to talk about it if you don't want to know about it thank you for joining us for the show come back next week watch the listen slash watch the rest of this episode 
uh, after you've seen this week's episode and you can kind of get our take on it. Okay, Rich, you ready for it? I am, Mike. Was that enough of a spoiler alert? I think so. Okay, so let's I, talk. It was it was the Muppets week. It was on, Muppets uh... week, yeah. So nothing really had to do with the Muppets except for the opening credits uh, and the fact that Miss Piggy and Kermit were there. Uh, by the way, the obvious lip syncing by Jenny McCarthy was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I Kim Jong, said, but... I'm not sure if that was him or not. Hmm. Nicole uh, sounded pretty decent. Robin sounded good. Robin sounded great. And Nick Cannon sounded great. So. Um, but yeah, I, I was hope I, I would have thought that be, I would have thought that there would have been more Muppet involvement because even when yeah. they had they, they had Kermit the Frog I think on stage for the Robo Girls promote song playing the piano but they're I mean I wasn't expecting them to, to sing or have like the the psychedelic um, I don't remember the band's name from the first movie oh uh, Dr. Dr. yeah uh, Dr. Tooth, Dr. Tooth's band, like, be, like, on stage being, like, the backup or the performing group doing... Dr. Doing Teeth the, and the Electric Mayhem. And the Electric Mayhem, like, on stage doing the... providing the music for the song or anything. They did have Animal. They did have Animal doing drums. Yeah. And they had Fozzie, Fozzie doing the backstage yep. interview. Um, yeah, it was fine. You know, whatever. Um, it was fun. Um, so they could have um, done moving right along, dibidum dibidum. Yeah, I, I could have seen moving right along as the uh, as the battle song, as maybe yeah. as the battle song instead of call me. And I'm sorry. Uh, Rainbow Connection should have been at least one of the challenger song or the battle song. Actually, that should have been the battle song. Manamanop. Uh, yeah, that one. I mean, that one really doesn't. They work. featured it though on the song uh, in did. between as coming back from the break. So, uh, the first person unmasked was the Beatle. Yeah, did a great job. Yeah, I was. I thought he did a. Did you catch any of the? Did you catch any of the? Um, of the clues. A little bit. As soon as they said, as soon as the panel was saying, I think this is Jerry Springer, which it turned out to be. Yeah. I, that, that's when I started putting the clues together. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Did you have a guess pre? No, no, I really didn't. I when they were going through Mike Myers, no, that was not Mike Myers. I had a terrible. <laughs> and, I had a Kim Jongian guess. Who do you think it was? I said Simon Cowell. I was think I thought Simon Cowell, but I would have <sighs> thought with his connections to the music industry, but I thought he would have performed better. Thank you. I I felt terrible for that. I I thought the clues made it seem like a good Simon Cowell one, but you know. Okay. All right. And the other person unmasked was the Robo Girl. I ended up being somebody named Cat Graham. Never heard of her. Neither have I. I guess she was it Pretty Little Liars or was it Vampire Diaries? Vampire Diaries. On? She, okay. Vampire Diaries. Never. I never heard her sing. Supposedly, she has a connection to Nicole Scherzinger, as those two were hanging out in between episodes, unknowing. Never knew. Don't have a clue. Yeah. 
she did well. I, I thought she did well, but the song selection with the way that they kind of chopped together Bohemian Rhapsody was not in her favor. Yeah, nope, I totally agree. So, and the Lambs, the Lambs did awesome. The Lambs are great. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, anything else before we wrap up the show? Um, I, I got to give a birthday shout out to my uh, to my pops. It's uh, his birthday on Monday. Are you going to give him a on Halloween? Are you going to give him a free trip to Chicago for uh, to go to a Cubs game when you buy your season tickets? We might. We might. I, I, it was a joke. I'm joking. I Rich, know. You, well, yeah. It is like so. I'm going to bring it back to that conversation just for a second. This is a huge decision. This is five thousand, four to five thousand dollars a year. Um, on average, four to five thousand dollars a year that Rich has to decide whether he's going to spend it just for ticket for Cubs tickets. Now, yes, you can sell the tickets and you can make your money back and blah blah blah. That's fine and dandy. But you're still technically on the hook for four to $5,000 a year. Yep. With no guarantee that you're going to make any of it back. On a team that Rich and I love, but they're starting to decline. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're near the bottom. They're not even starting. They have declined. They are nearing the bottom of the barrel. Um... We don't know what the future holds for them by way of mm-hmm. team skill. That's a huge commitment. Would I buy the tickets in a heartbeat? But I actually don't know if I would. And it, exactly, it's a the, huge the resale market. Decision. The resale market isn't what it used to be. Five years ago, if it would have been me, I would have bought those tickets in a heart. I wouldn't even have thought about it. I would have bought them. I would have gone to as many games. I would have gone weekends. Hey, you want to hang out this weekend? No, I'm going to the Cubs game. Anytime they're in town, I'm going to try to go to a Cubs game. I got, I have friends and family that live up there that I can stay with, and I can go to nearly any game I want to. Yeah. But right now, living nine hours away, not knowing, like, if nothing more, you could five years ago you could sell those tickets and make money selling half of the tickets. You could make more money than you spent on those tickets. Now, right, right, right now with the way the team's constructed, it's you a little mu- bit more of a gamble yeah. on whether you could sell the tickets on a secondary market. So I, the, Rich is a hundred percent correct in being hesitant to say he's buying it or even thinking about buying it. If you don't understand that, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Rich, you you guys have to make what's the best decision. It's going to cut down your ability to take vacations. Yep. It's going to cut down your ability to do things that you might want to be able to buy a toy or a, or this, that, or the other. This, honestly, and I know that we're not, I'm not pushing her to do it. I know that she, I, I know she wants to, but this right here would be a great episode of Dino Budgets, because I would love, I would love to see the conversation. And I think you, if you get to, if she does it, I hope you get to be on it, Rich. And I hope you guys get to talk out what it looks like for you guys. 
as a team because this isn't just rich making the decision this is a family decision this affects their future as a family even if it's just one year that they buy him that's four to five thousand dollars he's committing for one year's worth of entertainment that's maybe half of a new car all year and that's that's not even maybe the every game that i get to go to right <laughs> that, right that's the stress of finding somebody to take the tickets that we can't go to because of just the the time the financial commitments that it takes to go up to chicago for a day let alone yep let alone a weekend yep so you gotta understand the the end like and i don't know rich's finances all the way i don't need to but this is a great decision that that him and his wife have to make it's harder than any of us think it would be and I still like do I think I would try to do it yes but does that mean that I guarantee that I would no so anyway Rich sorry to drag that whole thing out I just think that that's like you and I 10 years ago when it was just the two when it was just you and I hanging out I guess that would have been 15 years ago man we're getting old Rich we are 15 years ago when we were single guys and neither one of us cared and we would randomly go to a Cubs game because there was a hurricane in Texas and we got we could go to a game and drop everything and not care would we have bought tickets in a heartbeat in a heartbeat yep now with family now being married having mortgages having full-time 40-hour week jobs it's it's a different ballgame Sometimes with overtime involved on those yeah. on those working days, it yeah. gets a little bit harder to pull the trigger to say, all right, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday looks like a game. We didn't find a taker for these tickets, did we? Nope. All right, let's use them and go. Yep, 100%. So, okay, Rich, any uh, – so you, you shout out your dad. Happy birthday, Mark. That's awesome. Uh, he's what, 66, 67? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Do you know what year he was born? No. Okay, well then, we don't need to do the math. <laughs> I think he's older than my parents. He could be younger. I don't know. Anyway, um, did we mention that Tuesday was my mom's birthday? I thought you did last week. But okay. Yeah, but it, it, but she, deserved, she deserves another shout-out. She took care Since of our baby this week. So, yeah, happy birthday, Mom. Um, and then uh, your dad actually gets a second shout-out because he reacted to the show. He gave us a thumbs yeah. up. Speaking of which, if you are watching us here on Facebook, hit that like button. Share it if you don't mind. Like, let people know that what we're doing around here. Um, and uh, if, but if you're listening to us and you would like, or if you're watching us, but you don't, you want to listen to us while you're doing yard work, or you want to listen to us while you're driving to work, check us out on uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Rich, they're listening to us in podcast form, or they're even watching us on. Well, they're listening to us on podcast form. They want to know what we look like. Uh, they want to know, see my extreme facial expressions because I don't hide things well. Uh, where should they check us out if they don't have a Facebook? Um, you can find us on the YouTube. Yep. And uh, we're also, um, Mike will occasionally also look for balls and sticks on uh, in the Twitterverse as well. Yeah. As, uh, from time to time, Mike posts a, a poll, a poll on there. And, uh, and you can find our poll questions on both uh, Balls and Sticks on Facebook as well as fans of Balls and Sticks. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. 
do all the things. Hit the bell if you want to get notifications when I post them. Rich, what's it time to do? Mike, let's go ahead and roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. <laughs>